Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. On today's program, we're going to be talking about summer and having a productive, peaceful summer. It's summertime and kids are either out of school already, like in our town, or they're soon to be out of school. And the question is, how do we as parents handle the summertime to avoid some of the common issues that parents encounter during these months when our kids have lots of free time on their hands? Having had four kids go through many, many summers, I think we've heard it all. Mom, I'm bored. Or mom saying, Paul, get off the video games. And then trying to figure out how we keep our kids moving forwards academically during the summer, which was a real challenge with Paul as well. And we'll get more into all of this as we continue in the program, setting ourselves up for a productive and peaceful summer. I don't know about you, but for me, it's hard to believe another year has passed and our kids are either off for the summer or soon to be off for the summer. Summer can confront us with a number of possible challenges, including things like, how do I address my kids' video game, YouTube, or social media obsession? How do I avoid the mom, I'm bored syndrome? And how can we avoid the academic backsliding? Whatever your situation is, it's clear that kids today face many more distractions and seem to struggle with internal motivation more than previous generations. So how do we lay the groundwork for a pleasant, productive, and peaceful summer? First, we need to understand the reasons underneath whatever our concerns are with our kids. And we'll cover a couple of examples so that you can begin to consider what's going on underneath the situation that I'm concerned about related to summer with my child. One of the things parents have become more concerned with is this whole thought process of our kids backsliding academically during the summer. And unfortunately, the studies out today do indicate that this is actually an academic reality where our kids do appear to backslide especially with their math skills and also with their reading. In fact, I found some of the studies really fascinating, and one of the articles by Psychology Today really caught my attention. The article was titled, The Summer Slump, Do Kids Backslide During Summer Vacation? In the article, it says this, It turns out the topic is more complicated than first appears. A systematic review of 39 studies published in 1996 found summer loss equaled about one month of classroom learning, and students tended to regress more in math skills compared to reading skills. It also found that students from middle and upper class families improved in reading over the summer, while students from lower income families regressed. Obviously, we don't want to see our kids move backwards in their academic skills, especially if they're struggling already, like we've faced the challenge with Paul. 
Paul is dyslexic, and reading has been a real challenge. There's also a bit of a retention issue given the surgery he had when he was seven days old. This is the reason we've spent so much time trying to figure out how we help Paul move forwards during the summer as opposed to just sitting around, which we saw when he was younger. Building a program to help him advance during the summer was a challenge, and the first bridge we had to cross was that of building up his internal desire to want to read, to want to get stronger, to want to improve his grades so that he would put in the effort during the summer. And this was essential given that further studies found that the achievement gap at ninth grade mainly traces to the differences in summer learning during the elementary school years. This is just one of the reasons planning our summer with our kids is essential. So if you have a kid that's a little bit behind or struggling in school already, summer is an essential time where they can catch up, where they can start to feel better about themselves. And we found a number of programs related to dyslexia that had levels up and reward things built into them that helped motivate Paul once he engaged. But first, we had to do the hard work of asking him the questions about how he was feeling about himself, about school, and what he would feel like if all of a sudden reading got easier and his grades got better. This really helped him choose to engage in a summer learning plan when he was in middle school and headed towards high school. And in just one summer of working with me, reading with Eric, and working especially with my mom, on some of the exercises and programs related to dyslexia, he advanced two and a half grade levels in his reading skills. And he's planning to dig in yet again this year, even though he's now 16 and heading into his junior year in high school. And that's why it's so important how we approach coming into summer, especially if we want to have that productive, peaceful summer. When you consider this whole issue of academic backsliding, it means that they need to find some practical ways to exercise some of their math skills and that they need to be reading. In fact, a recent study found that a summer learning plan has proven to prevent summer reading loss. For example, a summer reading program at a local YMCA with six and seven-year-olds found no loss in reading levels during the summer. So how do we approach our kids when we're coming into summer to be able to get them motivated and desiring to engage in some type of active learning during the summer. One of the things that we've found has been helpful is finding something that our kids are interested in and want to learn about during the summer, whether that's robotics, whether that's electronics. We've bought electronics kits that allowed them to build some pretty cool electronic circuits that got them reading, got them considering their math. So that's just one of the ways. And when we get to the end of this program, we're going to talk about how we engage our kids in a productive, positive, fun conversation about summer and how we can lay out that plan for that productive, peaceful summer together. Another example of things that parents can be concerned about coming into summer is screen time and how it seems to rob our kids of the life and joy and energy that comes when we're out and about doing things together as a family, when they're out and about with their friends. And of course, we're more worried about screen time during the summer because our kids have so much free time and they could literally consume six, eight hours a day just locked in their rooms playing a video game 
doing social media or watching YouTube videos. And given that Paul is the kid that has struggled the most in school, dealing with dyslexia and being in the special reading classes and all of those things, it's logical that he would end up the one that struggled the most with video games because that was the place he could go to turn to feel successful. To truly be able to address our kids' screen time issues, we need to understand the reasons our kids are turning to it in the first place. Are they escaping? Are they self-medicating? Are they avoiding family involvement? When coaching kids who have screen time issues, rarely do I find that it's because they love it. Typically, they're using it to feel good or mask things that are going on inside. Some are escaping unresolved pain. Others are using it as a way to feel good and to have some sense of success, like Paul. Others are using it to escape the boredom of being in their rooms and having nothing to do given the lack of freedom and independence for kids in our society today. And some tell us that they're actually trying to avoid their parents because their parents don't seem to be happy with them or there seems to be a lot of conflict in the relationship with their parents. No matter the underlying reason that they're overusing screen time, the way we approach them will determine whether they move towards self-realization and self-management of their screen time or we find ourselves battling over screen time all summer long. And none of us wants that. As we move into the second segment of the program, we'll be talking about a really creative way to engage our kids in a summer planning process that then gets them to self-identify the things in their lives that need to change to have the kind of summer they dream of, they desire to have. A third issue that often parents run into during the summer is the mom, I'm bored syndrome. Too many kids today have been trained to wait for help, guidance, or external motivation to engage in things like homework, their music, or hobbies. As a result, they lack the initiative and creativity needed to make summer fun on their own, so they look to us as their parents. And this can be a challenge for a stay-at-home mom, for dual-income families, and especially for single parents who don't have the financial resources to maybe put their kids in a permanent day camp. The summer presents a real challenge for kids that are lacking that initiative and creativity because without school and sports to consume their time, their standby activities that they did in our homes quickly wear themselves out and they find themselves bored. We can play the idea man all summer long, often getting shot down or frustrated because we can't get our kids to move and they're not proactive in creating their own things to do. Or we can get ahead of it and proactively develop a plan with our kids for the summer, a plan that they helped craft, that they helped create, that motivates them and has a bunch of things already laid out, ideas that they've discovered that they can take on during the summer to make their summers more fun, more enjoyable, and where they feel like they accomplished something and they sense that we're actually pleased with them. We'll talk about how we get into this fun, creative planning process in the second segment of the program as we talk about this topic of having a productive and peaceful summer. Thank you for joining us for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Making the transition from high school and life at home to college and life away from home is one of life's greatest challenges for young people today. Fifteen years ago, researcher, author, Counselor and coach Jeff Schott 
was working for Campus Crusade for Christ at Arizona State University. He observed that many students were not making it through their freshman year. Nearly 30% couldn't handle it and dropped out. Their grades were good enough to get into ASU, but their lifestyles away from home produced failure. How did that happen? Jeff Schott researched the phenomenon in detail, and you can see and read what he uncovered at revivefamily.com. If you're a parent, you want your kid to succeed. Are they ready for life on their own? Nearly one-third are not. They'll fail. At revivefamily.com, Jeff Schott provides parenting wisdom to help kids prepare for the college transition so they'll succeed on their own. Find all the resources you need at revivefamily.com on your way to becoming a wiser, better parent. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, and we're talking about having a productive, peaceful summer. In the first segment of this program, we talked about three different areas that parents can be concerned about, and I know that there's many more than just those three. We talked about preventing academic backsliding. We talked about dealing with screen time, and we talked about the mom I'm bored syndrome. And now we're moving into the segment of the program where we deal with how do we address our concerns proactively, positively, leading into our summers with our kids, as opposed to responding and reacting as things unfurl or unravel during the summer. And in my coaching of families across the country, I've found that the relationship we have with our kids is absolutely essential to being able to proactively, positively plan and address issues with our kids. Unfortunately, it's really easy to overlook the status of the relationship we have with our kids. We get so busy and we can become so focused on all we do for our kids and into that mindset that if they just do what we asked when we asked, everything would be great, that we often lose sight of the relationship. When we lose sight of the relationship, we miss the most powerful tool we have for fun, freedom, and change in our kids' lives. And that's our relationship with our kids. Think about it for a second. When our relationship with our spouse is going well, things are easier. We help each other without resistance or frustration. But when things are challenging in the relationship and there's hurt and unresolved issues, everything gets harder. Conversations get harder. Defensiveness comes in. We need to ask ourselves, why would it be any different with our kids? I've found in my home, it's no different that when things are going well with Paul or Jennifer or Eric, and I come to ask them for help, or I ask them to engage in something, or I ask them to stop doing something, it goes far better when our relationship is going well. We found in our home that the depth and closeness of the relationship we have with our kids is what enables us to have positive, forward-looking, deep, and delicate conversations with our kids. It also is what empowers us to approach issues proactively as our kids are not in a defensive position with us. A good relationship is essential to building a fun, productive, and positive plan for the summer. If you feel your relationship needs some work, please consider taking our fast-paced Influential Parenting online course. It will give you new ways to view your kids and your role in their lives that makes having a positive relationship much easier. The short 7-14 to minute sessions are easy to fit into a busy schedule. Many parents report binge-watching the whole thing once they get started. So as we think about our summer, it's really important that we realize that getting ahead of it makes a big difference. 
Addressing all your concerns, all the potential issues proactively makes a huge difference, especially with our kids who are entering adolescence between the ages of 8 and 12. Figuring out a positive context to discuss these things is essential. Approaching it by gathering the family together to talk about their hopes, desires, and dreams for the summer, as well as the personal and family priorities for things that we need to accomplish, is a great way to get into the summer and the potential issues in a positive way. So how do we get our kids interested in this? I recommend calling it a family brainstorming session. A time where we all get to throw out our ideas of what we'd like to do and see happen during the summer. Even if the ideas are unattainable, it's always good to dream. Let your kids dream about where they'd like to go, what they'd like to do, and then discuss the reality of whether that can happen or not and why. And this is where we can say, we'd love to take you to Disneyland, but right now it's just not in the budget. But let's talk about how we as a family might make it possible in the future by cutting spending at Christmas or by kids doing odd jobs and saving money. I found having these types of conversations with kids doesn't do damage, but actually gets them involved, helps them feel like they have a way to contribute, and it prepares them for the reality of life. So during the family brainstorming time, have everyone in the family write down the things they'd love to do during the summer, the things that they'd like to accomplish, along with the things they'd like to learn and explore. I've found it's always helpful to have some resources for people to look through to get ideas and to consider things that they can do on their own during the summer, as well as things that you would like to do as a family together during the summer. Have each family member consider local activities or attractions they'd like to visit. Things like get fused in our town where you can build your own glass decorative piece and they actually melt it and it it turns out amazing. They're beautiful. Outdoor activities, maybe it's fishing, hiking, mountain biking, a trampoline park, places to go on vacation, and fun new things to try at home or to learn and explore during the summer at home. I found many great articles preparing for this radio program related to 50 or 100 great summer ideas for kids to do at home. There's also great resources online for planning vacations with kids. Looking some of these up, printing them out, and having them for the family brainstorming time would be a great idea to help your kids begin to build their ideal dream for a summer and the things that they can do and explore when you can't be doing something with them. Once everyone has their list created, then have them go through and prioritize the things they'd like to do together as a family and the things that they can learn, do, and explore on their own. Once everybody has their prioritized list for the family activities or vacations they'd like to do, as well as the individual things they'd like to do, then it's time for everybody to share and begin to discuss them to build a plan for the summer. We can have a family plan, things we're going to do together, and we can have an individual plan, things we're going to do on our own. So why did we do all of this brainstorming work and build this plan? Because it opens a positive door to address the potential things that could get in the way of such an amazing summer. I found as a parent, it's always helpful to remember that quote from Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. See, once we get everybody's thoughts and ideas down and we've built a plan, now we can transition the conversation to address any obstacles that could prevent the family from having fun together and being close. 
These can include financial issues, practical issues, and even behavioral issues. Remember, this is all done in the context of being proactive and positive and desiring for the family to have the best summer ever. Putting this conversation in that context of the best summer ever makes a big difference. This is when we ask everyone in the family to write down the things they think could get in the way of having an amazing summer and from accomplishing our plans in terms of what we want to learn, what we want to do, what we want to explore. The things that are written down can be related to the financial aspects, the practical things that could get in the way, and even behavioral issues that could prevent the family from having fun and being close. What's been fun is to watch families that have done this as the kids actually self-identify things like playing too much video games or being addicted to social media or the conflict in the house or the anger. And I've found if the relationship is going along fairly well, the kids will get fairly honest at this point in time because they want to have a great summer and they want to see these things change in their lives even though they may have never let their parents in on their deep desire to see change in specific areas of their lives. To get your kids to open up about the things they think that could get in the way, we really need to move the conversation in a positive direction by setting the tone positively, by talking about we can all learn, we can all make changes in our lives. And this is a time where we can lay out what we want to do to be closer as a family and to have this amazing summer. So as we ask our kids to write down their lists of the things that could get in the way of this amazing summer, we may say something like this. Let's each identify the things we want or need to change personally to have the best summer ever. Let everyone self-identify what they want to work on to be a positive member of a closer family. When our kids self-identify the changes they want or need to make, It's great because all of a sudden we don't need to be the one telling them because when we're telling them the changes they need to make, they often push back and get defensive. I found that this increases their motivation to make the change and it allows us to come alongside them and ask them how they want us to help them achieve these goals for changes in their lives. Often kids will give us permission then to ask how they're doing in those areas of their lives or remind them of their goals. I've found that kids will often ask for advice or invite us in in ways that we never thought possible. This is how we can begin to address those concerns we have for the summer. Odds are, if you're concerned about your kid's screen time or their video game playing during the summer, the kid may have the same concern. And given that this is something that we've had to deal with with Paul, due to the things that he's been through growing up and video games giving him a sense of success, we had to work on him over a period of time to help him begin to adopt his own goals to curb his video game play. We did this by asking questions, by giving him information about video games and how it can lead to aggressive behavior, something he was seeing in himself that he didn't like. And as a result of that, he made the choice to take over a month off from video games altogether as he began to work on this issue in his own life. These are the types of things we can guide our kids towards by using the summer and having a great summer, a fun summer, a productive summer together to allow our kids to self-identify the things that they need to address so that we can have that fun, amazing summer that brings the family closer together.
Every kid desires to be close to their parents. Every kid desires to please their parents. Sometimes we just need to approach things through the back door so that they self-identify the things they want to change because then there's real commitment. Then there's real motivation to see change in those areas of their lives. And it's no longer us being the bad guy pointing out all these negative things about them, but it's them saying, I need to change. And now we can change our approach and come alongside them and encourage them and help motivate them to move forwards in their own goals for changes in their lives. This is one of the key concepts behind our Influential Parenting online course. If you're seeing that your kid isn't grabbing the reins, isn't taking responsibility, and is kind of relying on you to motivate them to get everything done, their schoolwork, their homework, their activities, their music, etc., please consider taking our Influential Parenting online course today. I guarantee that it will make a huge difference in how you view your kids and how your kids will end up viewing you. You can learn more about the Influential Parenting online class at revivefamily.com. Thank you for joining us this week as we talked about having a productive, peaceful summer. Hopefully, we've given you a vision for a different way to plan the summer that can go through the back door to help your kids self-identify changes they think they need to make to have an amazing summer. I hope you have a great week and a great summer with your family as you sit down and get proactive in planning an amazing summer together. Thank you for joining us for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott. I'll be back next week with another topic to help us stay connected at a heart level to our kids. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.